Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we've got another in our series of programs. I hope you've been following them and finding them in the archives uh, that we call The Secret to a Long Marriage. And um, as you may remember, my husband and I celebrated our 50th this year. And so many people come up to you and say, what's the secret? How do you do that? <laughs> and there's really no secret. Uh, it, it's what it's what we all really know that we need to do when we marry. Uh, we're making a lifetime commitment, but but it is certainly in our day and age a surprise to people that couples can be married a long and, and joyful marriage. Uh, so we need to share our stories. We need to tell them, you know, how has this happened? What has the Lord done? So I hope you're following some of our stories. And today we have a, a, a really great story from some wonderful guests. Our guests today are Dick and Gina Hinterscheidt. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Thank Peggy. You, Peggy. Yeah, Thank it's great to us. have you. Uh, I've known Dick and Gina through the years in, in many ways, I think, particularly through pro-life initially. Uh, but our paths keep crossing, and I know the Lord uh, has great blessings for that. So I've asked them to come and share their story. Dick and Gina are parishioners of St. Catherine's Parish here in the Diocese of Columbus, and they have been now for 38 of their 42 married years. So they've been married 42 years. Uh, they have two children who were adopted as infants, and five grandchildren. Very similar story to my husband and, and me as well. Gina is a, a still the school nurse at Hartley, where she has been for 15 years, and she also works one day a week as a school nurse at St. Catherine. And Dick is a retired businessman. Congratulations on Thank your you. retirement. Thank you. <laughs> Lots more time now for, yes. uh, for the church, for, for Gina, right. for your grandchildren. Yes. And in fact, they brought one of their grandchildren with us today. Uh, he's in a little carrier. She. Oh, Elizabeth. she. Elizabeth. Wonderful. And how old is she? Eight weeks old. Eight weeks. Wow. We have what? her on Mondays. What? This is Grandma Day. Grandma, Grandma Day. Grandpa day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we have the blessing of have her in her in her little carrier right here listening to your story. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to, to talk about... Um, how have you done it, Dick and Gina? Let's talk about your story. And actually, um, they, to, to summarize the secret of a long marriage for Dick and Gina, they've chosen seeking the good of the other without, without counting, the, counting cost. the cost, without counting the cost, seeking the good of the other. And I think their story really shows that. But um, as with, with Mike and me, I know Dick and Gina, um, you didn't, when you first got married, um, it, 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 obviously God's plan for marriage and ex exactly what you needed to do to make that marriage work wasn't perfectly clear. <laughs> wasn't no. perfectly clear to Mike and me in the beginning. Right. You, you learn it, you learn it, right. don't you, along the way. Lots of surprises. Lots of surprises. But when you did get married, you had quite a few things in common that were going for you. Tell us about your background and, uh, when you went into the marriage. Well, we were we both came from very similar backgrounds. Um both large Catholic families. Um 
we both had the same feelings about the faith. You know, we were both very interested in our Catholic faith. So that made things a lot easier. Um, we uh, also came from the same kind of socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Our families were very similar and um, our uh, families, you know, we were very close in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you we know, both had big families. Didn't right. You? We both had big families. My wife comes from a family of 12 kids and i come from a family of nine kids uh we had a three-bedroom house so I mean, for that my, big family right. <laughs> a lot of togetherness no basement my dad said listen you got to learn to get along or you got to get out you know those <laughs> There's are your no choices place to go <laughs> might i excuse me might i add there were six girls in one bathroom one small bathroom in, in your family. in his household oh, in his it, household oh, yes i i have eight brothers and three sisters so you didn't have to share the bathroom with that many girls. <laughs> right. I, there were three girls in our family. I can remember that, too. You're spending too long. You've been in there 10 minutes. <laughs> well, that that all adds up to a lot of relationship negotiation, doesn't it? You know, uh, dealing with people with a lot of different personalities. And certainly that's an asset when you go into marriage. That's right. for sure. Yes. That's for sure. And I know when you went into marriage, being from two big Catholic families, Obviously, a lot of commitment in those families with the the parents, tremendous commitment to each other, I'm sure. So you both, I know, also had the attitude that you were going into this for a lifetime. Right, Gina? Yes. Yeah. This was a commitment. Mm -hmm. Right. Divorce was not an option. Divorce was not an option. Right. Wasn't even anything we ever thought about. Right. We're just doing this, you know, kind of like a just do it attitude. Right. And and Mike and I came from the same background, uh, type of background that you did. Uh, in those days, divorce was pretty rare, and uh, particularly in big Catholic families. So we came into marriage, all of us, Mike and me and, and Dick and Gina, uh, with the attitude that, hey, somehow it was going to work. It worked for all the marriages around us. We could make it work, right? <laughs> we probably didn't realize how much God would have to do with that, right? <laughs> So what were some of the, when you when you did get married, Dick and Gina, I know one of the things you shared with me that uh, it, the differences in your personalities, though, uh, began to be pretty obvious. Gina, tell us about that in terms of, well, even like the, the, the communication, the, the need for communication in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, one thing early on, I remember when I say early on, probably within the first, you know, four or five years, um, Dick's much quieter person than I am. And um, he worked a lot of hours. He would come home late in the evening uh, at the time when we were, uh, our son was just young. So I would be home alone all day with a little baby. And uh, he would come home and want to unwind in front of the TV. And um, I think I put up with that for a few years. And then finally, kind of address that with him and you know so this is really not working well for me uh-huh. um so i was surprised you were so, surprised because yeah. you felt like things were going just yeah. fine yeah. i can relate to that <laughs> <laughs> and it's so important for people to speak up right you know in a relationship mm-hmm. when when your needs are not being met mm-hmm. and and your need what was your need at that point gina well i think well, communication for one, and just to, I, I think, um, I suppose men and women are different in this, but uh, 
we need more communication to grow in our relationship and feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing your day, sharing yes, right, exactly. what you were going so, on with you know, the baby. You're just not going through the day, watching some TV, hopping in bed and, you know, just like start a whole new day like that. You know, you just need that connection. No cell a- phones then. So you weren't texting and you weren't even talking, really. Right. If you can come home and unwind in front of the TV, there might be a game on or, or whatever. Sure. It's kind of a cliche, but it is true, I think. Mm-hmm. When when under stress, men tend to go into their cave. Yeah. <laughs> and you were going into your cave. Gina, you spoke up, which is great. <laughs> yes. And for me to und- let my stress out was to have someone to talk to about that and express, you know, what, what has gone on in the day. And, right. I mean, not that we didn't communicate at all, but you Sure, you, know you needed more. Yes. But that that's a wonderful example of being able to share, I think, uh, with each other what your human needs are. And uh, and so apparently, Dick, you were able to change. Now you've got 42 years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, things are offered in the parish. And, you know, I started going to things like, you know, things to help men, help fathers, and uh, got some, you know, formation more mm-hmm. or less mm-hmm. and and uh you know decided i did you know i do have to step up i do have to talk well, yeah <laughs> what does it mean to be a good husband right. a good father a exactly. good leader of the family and it is it is wonderful that you recognize that and um both of you recognize your needs and and it's 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 great that there are options of course there are mm-hmm. opportunities how many of us really go into marriage knowing exactly what it's all about. And we need help along the way, don't we? Right. <laughs> yes. And you mentioned things in the parish, Dick. I know that's one thing that, that I love about your story is how much you really have been involved in, in, in your parish through the years and taking advantage of the opportunities that our church offers to really grow in relationship. But one of the early challenges in your marriage, I know, was infertility. Right, Gina? Yes. Because you expected to have a big family like you were from. You know, just got married and you have all these plans that you think, well, we're going to have lots of kids and life just doesn't always work out the way you plan. Sure. And did that bring you closer to the Lord in eventually as a couple? I mean, how did you deal with that? Would you say that 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 struggle early on in your marriage was something that helped you develop some unity? I think so. Yes. We had to cling to one another in our um, sorrow and heartbreak. And um, I remember thinking in my mind at one time, well, we can either give up on God or embrace God. And of course, um, the obvious answer to that is to embrace God and um with something like infertility, um, I think it's not something that's real comfortable or you, that you can share with other people. Um, and so in that regard, we tend to cling to each other mm-hmm. even more so because mm-hmm. we both are sharing that same um, emptiness in our mm-hmm. heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. about that same time in, in Vertro. Uh, was coming on the scene Mm -hmm. and we thought hey maybe you know this is maybe this is something for us honey Mm -hmm. and we went and talked with father hanley uh he was at uh, christ's king at the time and uh he said no that's 
not Catholic teaching. You know, we, yeah. we left again brokenhearted. You yeah. know? I think we were grabbing at straws. You yeah. know, we get so much adv- many people giving you advice, like we'll do this or do that, or you can do this. Uh, but right. For in our in our situation, there were no other options that would be ethically acceptable in the right. church. So. Right. So so thank goodness you turned to adoption. Yes. yes. We're and, so blessed with our two children. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Such a blessing. And and again, another example of how the church really helped you in that period. I mean, guided you, helped you understand what were your ethical options. And that is something about your story that is amazing to me. Um, how much you, you have been involved in your church and have taken advantage of the opportunities. Tell me something about, uh, because I asked you as we were talking before the program, if you've been involved much in as a couple in your parish or in the church and how that's impacted your relationship. And as we talked, it was amazing to me how you kept remembering, oh, well, well, we started with this and, and then we did that. Dick, tell us about some of the steps you took uh, as as a couple mm-hmm. to get involved in your parish and what were the some of the things that you actually did along the way that impacted your relationship in big ways, I'm sure. Yeah. Early on, I, we were very involved in the Right to Life movement. And actually, we, uh, Gina and I, co-chaired the, the head of the Right to Life for St. Catharines. Your pro-life right. uh, coordinators for your right. parish. Right. Yeah. So that was your first step. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, and and what was it like starting to work together as a team? I know for Mike and me, that was kind of, uh, we, on our marriage encounter weekend, were inspired by the talk open and apostolic. How can we be like the apostles, but do it as a couple. How can we get involved in something as a couple? Did yeah. you find that was that was enriching for your couple relationship? Yes, I think so. And and you know, of course, when you're in that situation, the first people you go to are your friends. You know, sure. so we had friends, <laughs> couples joining us, and uh, yeah, it was very good. Yeah. I think too, when you um, do a ministry together, it's you have the support of one another. It's not all on one person's shoulders and you're not leaving your spouse behind at home. Exactly. And then you can, um, uh, just share, share in that, you know, and, and sure. it, each, each of us bring a different, I don't want to say, um, your different gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Different gifts or ideas. Yeah. And sometimes um, I know for Mike and me, you see things in your spouse that you didn't, realize, oh, wow, they're really good at that. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> and there can be struggles. There can be, um, I'm sure, because you're doing it as a couple, maybe somebody thinking, well, I'm working a heck of a lot harder than he is on that. Or <laughs> <laughs> We did, uh, that reminds me of uh, pre-Cana. We did used pre-cana to do together, uh, years yeah. ago um, at St. Catherine's. They would have uh, pre-Cana at our parish, and we did the... Uh, Communication piece, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> learning along the way. I Always guess, learning more about communication. Dick was able to share all he learned about communication. <laughs> but, so we we enjoyed doing that together. We didn't do it for a very long time, and I was kind of the catalyst for that. Um, again, Dick wasn't real comfortable speaking, you know, out in public and things. So I kind of drug him along on that, but he did a good job, <laughs> and we enjoyed that. And... Um, we also did a, another marriage uh, a marriage program um, where we had 
that really attracted younger couples. We had wine and cheese at our house, and uh, oh yes, we had. Uh, I can't remember the name of the program, but it, we it had was part of Familia. It was the Splendor of Love, I believe it was. Mm. Yeah, that was so uh, an opportunity for you to share your story with younger couples, right? And I know that is so important for younger couples. Again, you remember starting into your marriage, all yeah. that you needed to really learn and grow. By the way, let me just reintroduce our guests uh, to to the audience. If you just joined us, our guests today are Dick and Gina Hinterscheidt, and um, they're they're talking about. I'm sorry, I. Tell me the right pronunciation. Hintersheed. Hintersheed. Ah, Hintersheed. I'm sorry about that. Dick and Gina Hintersheed from St. Catharines, 38 years parishioners there and married for 42 years. And the secret to their long marriage is seeking the good of the other without counting the cost. And we're talking about how they really came to understand that obligation of couples, that calling of of a of a couple uh, in their relationship to seek the good of the other without counting the cost, how they grew in that, because it doesn't come automatically when you first get married, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so, Dick and Gina, part of your journey in learning more about God's calling for you as a couple in marriage was this tremendous involvement that you've had in your parish through the years uh, as a couple, starting, you mentioned, uh, starting as the pro-life coordinators, then you did pre Cana, you were involved in a group that where you shared about your relationship with with younger couples, and and it wasn't always comfortable because Dick, you're a little more quiet, so sharing all that, giving a talk in public, <laughs> <laughs> was kind of a growth experience. Yes, yeah, um, but but you did it, and I'm sure that really helped in your growth and the graces you were receiving, and and your growth in understanding, you know, what God was calling you as as your um, as a couple, what are some of the other things you were involved in, Gina? Tell me some of some of the other things. Um, at one point, you were involved in the charismatic community, I know. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we were involved with the People of God's Love community, which was a great source of um, spiritual growth and formation. Um, and then um, I became involved with the um, Regnum Christi um, and that's been very helpful for me in my personal growth and um well, right now, what is the ministry that's that's most uh, drawing your attention? Yes. Um, well, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the, the um, ministry, missionaries, missionaries of the Sacred Heart. Dick and I go together out to assist uh, other families, individuals to uh, consecrate their home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And that has been a tremendous blessing for us uh, in our own home, in our own family, in having that consecration to the Sacred Heart, as well as helping others. Um, and I know you then, came to our home. You helped yes. us. It was a beautiful in that time, right about this time commitment of year, to the too, Sacred Heart. Right yes, you did. Our family, and we had yeah. our our two children who were also adopted as infants, and and their spouses, and our grandchildren, and my mother was there at the time. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. So that the missionaries of the Sacred Heart really, really is a is a beautiful ministry. Um, so it's a, it just is amazing to me how God has used you in so many ways. Uh, and, and that the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, you mentioned other couples, having other couples around you as you were doing the pro-life work and, and I'm sure the pre-Cana. And even as missionaries of the Sacred Heart, they're, they're couples that get together, don't they? And, and pray. Did you mm-hmm. say once a month you have a meeting with those missionaries, right. other couples? Yes. That, mm-hmm. Not necessarily couples, but, um, some are individuals okay. um, mm-hmm. and 
we meet once a month, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Father Stosh Daly is our chaplain, mm-hmm. and so he gives always a beautiful meditation that we can reflect on and discuss. And mm-hmm. then, of course, some of the, the um, meeting is business. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But taking advantage as you do it, it just amazes me the, the uh, opportunities that you have, um, what you have said yes to when the Lord is apparently... Uh, been calling you into different arenas through the years of your 38 years of marriage, or 42, I'm sorry, 42 years of marriage, um, how you have shared yourself and taken advantage of all the graces that, and and then the journeys of other people that have walked along with you, the priests, the the other couples, the other individuals of faith. It's it's beautiful how you've done that. Um, let me, let's, let's talk a little bit because, of course, how you wanted to summarize uh, your commitment was uh, seeking the good of the other without counting the cost. And, um, and that leads me to something else that, that we talked about that I'd like you to share, which is your growing understanding of one of the things that our church teaches about marriage is that, um, that one of our callings is to help, and perhaps the, the biggest calling, to help our spouse and our children, of course, um, get to heaven. So we know Jesus Christ opened those gates to heaven mm-hmm. for all of us with his passion, death, and resurrection. So how do we help each other <laughs> to get to heaven? Let's, let's, you know, let's break that out a little mm-hmm. bit. What, what do you believe about that? How have you challenged each other in your faith, perhaps? Gina, why don't you start? What are some of the ways that you think you and Dick have grasped onto this um, to accept that responsibility? And and I think it probably has a lot to do with seeking the good of the other without mm-hmm. counting the cost. Yes, and I, I would add uh, or just mention you would um, just with marriage, I mean, it's just so it's something you can't do alone. It's just so important to have the faith and to have the support of family and, and friends and these different um, and the graces of the God, graces That's, of God. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, so I guess what th- I'm thinking uh, just in the everyday life of offering those little sacrifices that come along in the everyday uh, living together under the same roof and different personalities and uh that sort of thing, and um, so you make picking little... up those socks off the floor for the umpteenth time without you know grumbling complaining, or, or complaining <laughs> right? Or, um, I think also Dick is a much more generous person than I am, and so in our um, I guess financial giving and things, he's called me on in that respect, and um, you know I've maybe called him on in some things as well. Um, I think those are those. the example of one for the mm-hmm. for the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you've said there, Gina, um, the the little sacrifices that you make every day, mm-hmm. sometimes overlooking, uh, perhaps uh, maybe Dick goes in front of the TV again. Yes. <laughs> and you're thinking, <laughs> didn't he notice I needed to talk? <laughs> I think there's a lot of biting your tongue. When, yeah, you know, yeah, the little you're... sacrifices you make yeah. to. Mm-hmm. To preserve the relationship, to preserve that loving environment, right. it reminds me of Saint Therese of Lisieux, the little way, just the little sacrifices that she kept making to uh, to enhance the relationships, to offer something up to the Lord. Yes. Um, that 
of course, is a way that we um, help each other get to heaven. The little sacrifices and then the challenges that the other person provides for us to expand in our charity. Like you said, Dick, Dick was, uh, is more giving, uh, more generous. That was a challenge to you to be more loving. Yeah, I think your story is beautiful in that way. Dick, what are you thinking of when you think of, of how spouses help each other get to heaven? Uh, well, one thing that we try to do is uh, at least once or twice a week is pray together, pray the rosary together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's huge, the rosary. more than once or twice a week, honey. Has a lot of power in it, maybe two or three times yes. a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you told me every time you get in the car, if you've got 15 right. minutes, you're praying the rosary. Yes. <laughs> kind of an automatic, you know. Oh, we're in the car. Yes. yes. Pull out your rosaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to waste that time. You know? <laughs> Since Dick doesn't like to talk too much. <laughs> yeah. You, you can know, have when, that interchange. <laughs> when you're raised in adolescence, it, you, uh, you know, sometimes in church or in your prayer, you'll walk away thinking, well, I forgot to pray for my wife. Pray <laughs> for those stupid kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids are always in the focus. we got to pray for it. Yes, praying for each other yeah. uh, in our couple relationships, over. right? Oh, <laughs> uh, but God, God's distributing all those graces and, right. and he's in charge, which is so beautiful. Well, there were a lot of things that, that we didn't get to talk about that you've shared about your relationship, the support of family and friends. I love that. What you and I talked about before mm-hmm. the show that, um, so many times the support of family and friends has been key as well, you know, in strengthening your relationship. And I think that's true of so many of us. Mm-hmm. And I love the point you made that. We can't rely on each other either for all of our happiness and joy. Dick has his friends. Gina, you have your friends. (laughs) It it all fits together in God's plan, that community of love. Yes, we're not relying on one another to bring all the happiness. Fill all of our needs. Absolutely. It's, it's, It's an amazing thing. Well, thank you so much, Dick and Gina, for sharing your relationship today. It's been wonderful finding out more uh, about about how you have really made this journey of, of uh, a long and happy marriage. Thank you for being our guest. And you thank are you, all Peggy. listening to The yes, Family Sanctuary you. on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Peggy Hartshorn as your host with archives at stgabrielradio.com. And our Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he